Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP. Diving into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career, moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to receive our newsletter and receive free transcripts of each show. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Wow, I just had a look and we have listeners from over 57 countries from around the world are downloading and listening to this podcast. I find that amazing and humbling. So everybody, thank you ever so much for making this podcast successful. What are we going to be covering in this podcast? Well, I'm exploring the idea of can you make a living using your NLP skills? And I'm not talking about training NLP. There's lots of NLP trainers out there. I get that. I'm talking about seeing clients on a one-to-one basis. So this is for the entrepreneurs among you, the ones of you that are thinking that you would love to do this for a living. And I also think there'd be a lot of value in this session for people who are employed and not thinking about setting up their own business. Because in this day and age, you may have one client, which may be your employer, but you still need to market yourself and put your best foot forward for promotions, etc. So, but I'm letting you know up front, this is all about, could you set up and run a profitable NLP practice where you see people on one-to-one basis? Now, up to, say, five years ago, I would have said no, partly because NLP wasn't as popular. But at this point in the history of NLP, the NLP has reached such a momentum now and is widely known that I come across a lot of people seeking skilled and professional NLP practitioners to do one-to-one work with them. So yes, now is the time that if you're keen to set up an NLP practice, this would be the moment to do, and you'll be at the forefront of the wave of NLP practitioners that will start to make a living from this. Now, you also might be thinking, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist, I'm a coach, I'm a personal trainer, golf coach, tennis coach, and you want to add the NLP skills to your practice already, then that would be a wonderful thing to do. And already you might start to find that people are asking you do you do this thing called NLP? I think it will help me. So there's going to be many applications to this session and which will go beyond setting up your own business. But essentially the focus will be how could you set up your own practice? So there are five pillars to set up your own NLP practice. And this is partly because a little while ago I produced a report called the five pillars of setting up a profitable NLP practice, which you'll be able to download in the resource section of the podcast. Okay, so what are the five pillars? Pillar one, training and accreditation. This is all about being professional and presenting the best foot forward. Pillar two, a value-based business. And I mean that on two levels. What are your values? Aligning the business to your values and adding value to your potential clients. Pillar three, marketing. And marketing in a way that is ethical and aligned with your values. 
Pillar four would be the client sessions. How are they structured? And pillar five, I'm a big believer in investing back in yourself and your own company. Partly because if you do want to help other people and you want to make a difference in the world and you would like an income, then when you invest in yourself, you can help more people. Okay, so there's a lot to cover in this session. So let's dive straight in. Pillar one, training and accreditation. NLP is powerful. We're often working at a deep unconscious level for profound personal change and transformation. Now, would you like somebody working with your unconscious mind who's only read a couple of books and has been interested in this stuff for a couple of years? Or would you prefer to have somebody who's been trained and accredited? Or to put it a different way, if you're going to have open heart surgery and your friend of yours said to you, you know what, I'm kind of been interested in this stuff for a couple of years now. I've read some books. I've got a couple of tools. Do you mind if I give it a go? Would you go through with the surgery? No, of course you wouldn't. So then I'm often asked, who would I recommend? And I would recommend going to nlpcourses.com for professional accredited recognized training. But then again, I'm a little bit biased. And I think you know that. Okay, so pillar two, which is a value-based business. Now, if you're trying to tell the world who you are and you don't know who you are, then you're an idiot. So starting with values, when you're setting up your own business, what informs your strategy? What informs where you invest your time and energy into marketing? Well, what are your values? What is important to you? What do you want to achieve? Now notice I said, if you understand your values around your own business and your own practice, it informs your strategy. So for example, if your values are things like building a relationship, trust, making a difference, how would they inform your choice of action for marketing yourself, for example? And you're presented with two options. Option one, to place an advert in a shiny national magazine, the company will design it for you. All you need to do is write a few lines, include contact details and have a photo of you smiling, dressed in your best outfit. Or option two, write a report like the one I've given you in a resource section, which can take you anywhere up to three weeks to prepare and ensure that you impart and teach something useful and demonstrate real value. So based on those values, which one would you choose? Now don't tell me you'll choose option one and be lazy. Of course, those values would be option two, to invest in somebody long before they invest in you. Now, does that mean you'll never put an advert in a magazine? Of course not. But it gives you a method for evaluating your decisions, where to invest your time and money. Is there any evidence that running a business from your values truly make a difference? There is a wonderful book called Good to Great by Jim Collins, which if you haven't read, I highly recommend it. It's looking at why some companies are great and some people are good. Because the danger is when you're good, you're not gonna be go great. And one of the fundamental differences, the companies that become great live by their values. Now, whether you agree to their values or not, they live by their values. And did it show on the bottom line? It did. For example, in the book, Jim Collins quotes this. If you invested $1 in an average company in 1926, 
that return on that $1 would be worth $415 today. Now he went on to say that investing that same $1 in a good company, not an average company, a good company, would yield a return of $920 over that same period. So there's a big jump up from being average to being good. However, if you invested that $1 in a company that lived by its values, we're talking about companies like 3M, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, like I said, whether you agree their values or not is a different matter. The return on that $1 would be $6,356. Wow. I think making business decisions consistently on your personal values is not only good for the soul, it's good for the bank account also. Which neatly moves us on to pillar three, marketing. Now already we can see that understanding your values as a person and how you wish to run your business will inform what you're going to be marketing on. It also informs what you say to somebody. So a way to think about marketing is about building relationships with people who has the same values as you. In NLP we call that building a rapport. So how do you attract the right people? Clearly you don't want everybody. So based on your personal values, how do you build a rapport? So for example, we're making a difference. How would that affect our rapport building? Oh, hang on, I mean marketing. In a sense, you would demonstrate how would you make a difference by sharing your knowledge, your expertise. So let's explore three ways of marketing yourself. And you tell me which one would fit in with the value of making a difference. One, I tell you how good I am. You will recognize people doing this when they say, I'm the leader in the field. I can walk on water. Sounds like hype because it is. Most people tune out of this and they're consequently don't even remember hearing the message of any kind. Two, which is a lot stronger than the first one, is use of testimonials. People talk about you. They say things like, I saw him walk on water. He's amazing. Now, when you have other people talk about you, it is, gives you far greater credibility than talking about yourself. Because most of us will believe and accept these independent points of view, to be honest, because their reputation is at stake. So two would probably be a lot stronger way of marketing. Now three. Sponsor of this week's NLPcourses.com podcast show is the NLP Train the Trainer Only for the Ambitions who wish to make a living teaching NLP. Apply for your place in this world-class training by heading over to the NLPcourses.com. You demonstrate value through teaching and sharing your knowledge. Now, this is the preferred method, as you could probably guess. If you provide answers to people and solve their immediate problems, what do you think they'll likely do in return when they have an even bigger problem? They're more likely to come and ask you to help them solve that problem for a fee. Now, it's not guaranteed, but it's highly likely. So you could choose to shout out people, tell them how great you are, or provide and demonstrate a much more pleasant sophisticated method by investing in them. So when they are ready to invest in themselves, you are the first person they think of. Now in marketing, that's called top of mind awareness. So when they have the need that you're offering, 
do they think of you first? Because the first person they think of will win the work. So how do you do that? How do you create this relationship? Well, there's many ways. And I would suggest starting to build a database, i.e. collect people's emails and names and start to communicate with them on a regular basis. But there's many ways to start to build that relationship. Now, your own website would be key to this. Then you have things like newsletters, podcasts, PDF downloads, maybe you create a PowerPoint presentation and put it up for people to download. And of course, there is social media. Now, my suggestion is not to build a platform only on social media, but to use it and direct people to your website. And there's webinars. There's, if you don't know what a webinar is, it's an online classroom. Um, Google Plus Hangouts is an excellent free example of doing that. YouTube videos. YouTube is incredible. It's the second largest search engine in the world. Speaking out in public, emails, letters, many ways to connect with people. And the more time people spend consuming your content, the more they resonate with you. And they will then connect to your values. And that means they'll learn to trust you. Trust is an old Norse word, trusta, meaning strength. Apparently, it also gives the root word to the word true. So when somebody starts to trust you, they are seeing true strength in you. Does this sound like a lot of work? Yes, it is. And will this be successful overnight? No. Will it take some time? Yes, because that's how you build a relationship with people over a period of time. That then leads us to pillar four, the client sessions. Now, as soon as you've built this relationship with your audience and they trust you, they'll want to know the answer to two questions before they part with any money. How much will it cost? Pricing has a great many variables, which includes things how long have you been practicing, your reputation and your market section. So at the moment, I will charge anywhere from 500 to 1500 per session. But that said, I've been doing this a long time and I have a large international following with a history of achieving results. So perhaps you start off at, let's say, £100 per session that lasts an hour. You work hard and you put a lot of effort into your marketing and soon you have 10 clients that you see each week. That then becomes £1,000 per week for 10 hours work. What you choose to charge will be very different from what I charge. And here's a little tip about thinking about what you would charge. Work out how many hours a week you would like to work. Work out how many weeks of the year you would like to work. Also, how much you would like to earn in that year and then divide that over that period of time. And that will give you your hourly rate. Then the next question that your clients will ask you is, how many sessions will I need? Now, NLP lends itself to fast and long lasting change or to a steady growth and transformation and both work really well. So sometimes I'll see a client for a one-off session when the goal is fast and long-lasting change. In the other circumstances, I will see clients over a period of sessions. For example, I think seven sessions are very useful and they would kind of break down like this. In the first session, we're establishing the ground rules, determining whether they are the right client for you and are you the right NLP practitioner for them. You explain the process, you set up the expectations both for them and what they expect from you. Cover implications like missing a session, take details of their medical history and any related personal history, 
and you agree upon the goals. Now, once you've completed that session, that moves into the next sessions, uh, which could be the NLP techniques where you use your NLP language patterns. And that would last for maybe two, possibly three sessions. So that means when we're on session four or five, we're about midway through. And I like to do a review. Where are we at? What do we need to still accomplish? And then we move into using our more NLP techniques and language patterns until we get to the end of the seven sessions and we review and celebrate. I've got a diagram that illustrates that. So I'm going to put that in the resource section, which you can either download or view. Now, pillar five, which I'm a big believer in, is to invest back in yourself and in your company. Now, do you really want to help others? Are you ready to help them change and grow? Then why would you not invest in yourself and release your own true potential? Because without pursuing your own personal development and professional development, the danger is you come across as insincere. You think they need to invest in themselves, but you don't need to invest in yourself. It's odd, you know. But when you invest time and money in yourself and your business, people seem to be more willing to give you their money. There is a confidence that you get that investment in self. You probably know people who only sign up for free courses. They only download free training materials. And worse still, they may even steal other people's work, plagiarize them, pass it off as their own, make pirated copies. And then these people are often surprised when people won't invest in them and just take their work. This comes back to our, where we started with our pillars, the values. Are you running a valued-based business? Now, have you noticed how often we attract people like ourselves? Now, please don't understand me. I think there's a lot of great free webinars, seminars, podcasts, and PDF files out there. But if you refuse to invest in yourself, why should other people invest in you? Now, this is where we possibly get a little bit mystical. What you send out to the universe is what you get back. So in terms of my own personal investment, let me tell you what's worked for me. I read at least one book each week and occasionally two or three. I listen to at least 10 hours of audio and have been known to consume up to 20 hours. Usually this is a mixture of seminars, lectures and audiobooks. And I'll often travel around the world to attend trainings and get feedback and to be mentored. And I think it's time well spent. And in one of the observations I've noticed that pretty much almost every successful person in all walks of life will invest in themselves in some way. Wow, are you aware of just how much we covered yet again in this session? So a quick recap may be useful. So we've been thinking about, could we run a business, a practice where we see people on a one-to-one -one basis using our NLP skills? We noted that you might already be running a practice as a hypnotherapist, coach, personal trainer, maybe a sports coach, and that this hopefully giving you an overview of how what your discipline and the NLP discipline mesh together. But I also think if you're employed and you intend to stay employed with somebody and you're really enjoying that process, that the think behind what we've covered would apply to those areas too. It just happens your biggest client is the person who's employing you at the moment. So I hope that's all been useful. We covered the five pillars of building your own NLP practice. And we summarized those as pillar one, training and accreditation. Recognize training and accreditation goes a long way. 
Pillar two, value-based business, working from a place of values which informs your decisions and resonates who you are through everything that you invest your time and energy into, which led us neatly onto pillar three, marketing. How do we build a relationship, i.e. rapport building? And when we think of marketing as rapport building, it takes a lot of the mysticism out of it, I think. And then once we built that relationship and our clients trust us and they want to invest in us, that led us to the client sessions. And we noted that your client will then have two questions. A, how much do you charge? And also, how long will it take? And we explored that concept. And then we touched upon the idea of Pillar 5, which was to invest back in your company and in yourself. I also offered you some resources and those resources included a PDF that went into more in-depth knowledge about this subject. Also give you a diagram of how the client sessions would look like. And I recommended the book to read, which is Jim Collins, Good to Great, which I'll put a link in the resource sections. So if you've got any questions, can I serve you in any way? Please do let us know, leave a comment below and I'll look forward to catching up with you soon. Have a fabulous week and don't forget to be a little bit outrageous. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to NLPCourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to NLPCourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistics, programming and beyond.